Welcome to Clearing the Queue with Alex and Matt. Here's how it works. Each episode starts with a friend of ours signing into their Netflix account. Together, we scroll through their queue. Ultimately, we find a movie that's been on there a little too long, and we watch it together. The best part is that every queue is unique, so it tells a story about the person. Here's a question. Are we going to record ourselves talking about the movie during the movie? No, 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 no. This is not Mystery Science Theater 3000. It's uh, Clearing the Queue. A Netflix podcast. <laughs> Our guests this week yep. are friends, experts, Chris Lee, now... For, for those keeping score at home, this is not the Three Timers Club, Chris Lee, L-Y. This is episode 41's Chris Lee. L-I, and this is his second time on the show. Welcome back. Thanks for having me. And <laughs> making her CTQ debut, Andrea popkin Nay falk Yeah! We got her on. We finally! Did we, we finally had to do it. Part of it is because, you know, like, you guys have seen Happy Gilmore, right? And part of it is that there's a happy place... That he has to go to. Oh, yeah. Where he's blocking all the bad things in the world to make the perfect shot. And in that world involves a little guy on a, on a, a little a little person on a horse. Yes. Friends is, is Andrea's happy place. <laughs> I'm like, place. where is this going? And so, well, oh, that's yeah. Right. yeah. This is Friends is Andrea's happy place. It's where she doesn't have to be self conscious. She doesn't have to think about the world's pressures. Oh, she doesn't yeah. think about me leaving my shoes all over the You apartment. can watch it. You can not watch it. You can put it on when you're cooking and just listen to it. And know exactly what's going on. It's just there. They're there for you. Mm-hmm. They're always there for, for me you. too. <laughs> <laughs> so we had this uh, scheme. I would call it a scheme. It's definitely a scheme, right? Because <clears throat> schemes involve some sort of thing with the other person. We're trying to gain something. The question has been, how are we going to get our wives on the show? And the way we tricked Hannah into being on the show was during the live episode, uh, when we were talking to the audience, Yeah, we made her weigh in on a, a decision that we were making up on stage. That was the closest we're going to get. Right. Because, yeah. For Andrea, we had to pick a different angle because she opted to skip most of the live episode. Whoops. <laughs> so I thought, well, hey, Thanksgiving's coming up. And you heard about our little tradition that we've been doing for f- several years now, which is the Popkins. A.K.A. just Alex and Andrea. Yeah. The two of us, every Thanksgiving for the last four years, have watched every thanksgiving episode of friends of Uh which there are nine maybe ten we'll get into that in a second wait every thanksgiving you watch all of them that's what we've been doing this will probably be year five this will be the fifth year in a row we've sought out sought out to do that you guys have trends i mean there are christmas movie watching traditions but we're starting our own thanksgiving one and it's always works for us it's been great it's been great yeah we're always together on thanksgiving and it's been my my uh, inside way of getting him to like friends even more. And it seems like it's worked. <laughs> so what a great strategy yeah. that is. <laughs> this, the, the larger scheme, right? We're playing the short con and she's got the My con, con was to get Andre on the show, but her con was to get you to like friends. <laughs> yes. Ding, 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 this ding, ding. It's like a double indemnity, one of those like spy, super spy situations. <laughs> um, so that brings us to today. Yeah. So my idea was let's get together and watch all of the Friends Thanksgiving episodes and have our two friends experts on. I didn't realize that there were nine or ten of them. I thought it was a thing that they did for a few seasons. Mm-mm. Then Alex was like, all right, cool, let's watch all ten of them. And I was like, I don't want to spend five hours watching <laughs> Friends. <laughs> Luckily, we already know right off the bat that there's only nine. 
what we're going to try to do today is we're going to whittle this down to the five best. As if we had a cue. Chris is familiar with having a cue and whittling it down. <laughs> Quite. Last time you were here, we watched a horror movie. Wasn't it great? It was fantastic. It was good. It was great. But we're not here to talk about Hush. Hush on that Hush. (laughs) We're here to talk about Friends. So, as if we had a queue, and in that queue were the 10 Friends Thanksgiving episodes. And instead of whittling it down to one episode to watch, because who could do that? Never. We just need to whittle it down to a manageable number that I can handle. As the one person here who doesn't want to watch ten episodes of Friends in a row. <laughs> when when one thing was when I talked to Maddie, he didn't realize that there's really only nine. You're like, there's ten episodes. I said, well, there's really nine. Mm. Um, so what I was going to suggest at first yeah. to do this is to first identify what elements make a great Thanksgiving episode of Friends, mm. and why. And, and let's talk about this episode, season two, episode season two. I don't know what episode. It's called the one with the list. It's probably yeah. either episode eight or nine because they're all either episode. I don't know eight if or you're aware of this, Chris, but Andre staunchly <laughs> believes that this is not a Thanksgiving episode. One hundred percent not. Episode season two, season the one two. with the list. Oh, I mean, I, yes and no. So one, we'll of, the, get into one it, of the characteristics of a Thanksgiving episode is there what's called bottle episodes, which is a TV term that Alex probably knows that he probably taught me. Mm-hmm. But a bottle, bottle episode is basically like a standalone episode. You could sit down with your parents and just watch the Thanksgiving episode and there's no real context needed. Is that essentially what a bottle episode is? Yeah. Exists in a bottle. And I guess that the thing about the one with the list is it's not a bottle episode, right? There is... In my mind, there is zero percent of the spirit of Thanksgiving in that episode (laughs) that every other Thanksgiving episode has. They're not sitting down to dinner, having Thanksgiving meal. They're not prepping for Thanksgiving. They're not doing any of that that they are doing in all the other Thanksgiving episodes. So in my mind... It's not at all, all a Thanksgiving episode. All of your episode. industry jargon can just... Fuck your bottle episode. Yeah. It doesn't have the spirit of Thanksgiving. <laughs> it has zero spirit of Thanksgiving, so no. Was there any sort of mention of Thanksgiving yes, at all? Yes, there are. There we was. watched it yesterday. Okay. We watched it. Yeah, but there's zero spirit of the actual holiday involved. No. So, it, all right, no, so cut no it. No Thanksgiving When I think whatsoever. spirit of Thanksgiving, I think spirit of Boston, which is the cruise ship that once employed Alex. Mm. Oh, when no. I think of spirit of Thanksgiving, I think of some... Casper type creature with a hat that has a buckle on it. With a hat that has a buckle on it. That's it. Yeah. Mm. The ghost mm. of Thanksgiving's past. Pilgrim. Yes. AKA yeah. Pilgrim. Like a pilgrim. Like I a suppose. Pilgrim it could be anybody. It could be anybody. Got it. So when we're looking for a, a good Friendsgiving episode, we're looking for that dead pilgrim haunting us, charming us with his spirit of Thanksgiving. We want Macy's Day parades, right? Yeah. Turkey, whether it's in the oven or on someone's head, because that has happened. <laughs> sure, maybe like a recipe that gets messed up because someone didn't follow the right instructions. Oh you know? yeah, we need we need that cutscenes mm-hmm. to the past, infighting around the dinner table, maybe fighting, yeah. passive aggression fighting, over family food. fighting, football, football definitely football. football, or attempting to pretending to watch football to get out of helping prep for dinner. Uh huh. Mm, Some of ideally. that. It's all gravy. So we can clearly say that there's nine. There's, there are only nine episodes uh, in the in our. There are nine contenders. There are nine contenders. So we're officially cutting season two. Two, out. yeah. All right. See, I, I already crossed it out my list. Like days the one ago. with the list. Yeah. The one with the list is out. Are there any other immediate cuts right off the bat? 
And you I, did your homework. I did my homework. I have a few that are not significant in my book. It's going back to like what makes the best episodes. Mm-hmm. Basically, I like any Friends episode when their stories all collide really well. When they you kind know? of are equally sharing the weight yeah. of, of a plot. Everyone's side plot doesn't feel like a throw-in. Exactly. exactly. And Which then, is hard. I don't know if you know it until you... There are a then, lot of episodes where one person's storyline will hijack the entire episode. And yeah. it's kind of like, you know, it alternates between episodes where everyone gets equal screen time. And then other episodes where it's like, well, maybe I saw like three seconds of Phoebe mm-hmm. or Joey. Which works here and there. Yeah. But I think for a good Thanksgiving episode, it's all about coming together mm-hmm. as Thanksgiving is. The whole so is you greater want, than the sum of the parts. Yeah, you exactly. want them all together, sharing together, whether they have different storylines. But in the end, they should all come together and whatever that might be. It should be a great episode. We're looking for a 2003 Pistons type situation. <laughs> Not necessarily. That means uh, nothing to me. <laughs> Same. The side of the table, just like, no, just went over my head. That is dead to me. <laughs> so. So where are we cutting next? There are Where's a our few... first incision? I the giblets? For me, the next one is the one um, where Chandler doesn't like dogs. Yeah. I think my first cut would be the flashback to previous seasons. That's the one with Monica's turkey on the head. Mm-hmm. What season is that one? That's season five, episode eight. The one with all the Thanksgivings is oh. what the episode's called. So contrary to what we think, the one with all the Thanksgivings has the least amount of Thanksgiving spirit. Because it feels a, like a cop-out a little bit. Can you, run us through the, the, can you run us through the plot real quick? I mean, just in, a, in summation, it's basically taking cutscenes from previous seasons, Thanksgivings, and then throwing them into an episode, and it feels very lazy. But it's not a clip show, because they're not running back old clips. No, they're... but they're, it's primarily flashbacks mm. of old Thanksgivings. But so not like 80s It doesn't add anything new to the mythos? It no. doesn't... Not, not new a lot, no. Not a lot. Mm-mm. Until the end, you find out that Ch- Chandler lost a toe. Because of something. <laughs> Which was really funny. That was with the like very eighties That was the eighties part where him and Ross came back to his parents for the well, towards the end though, right? And Monica was newly skinny. I am not comfortable with flashbacks where there's an actor in a fat suit. <laughs> I feel like that is there was a lot of that. There was a lot of that in nineties sitcoms. Mm-hmm. And there's it, there's still some of that now. Like they still do that on New Girl. And I'm like, dude, it's twenty seventeen. Mm. Like we gotta stop with the fat suit flashbacks. Mm. So if this episode has that then yeah. I would say that's a good candidate to cut. You know what else? Like I this agree. is a '90s show. Let's keep the '80s out of this as much as we can. <laughs> yeah. Goodbye. Yep. Goodbye. The other Goodbye. one I just mentioned was yeah. the one where Chandler doesn't like dogs. That's season seven, episode eight. Uh huh. Um, it was just ho hum to me. It was all about this dog that Phoebe was dog sitting, I guess, mm. and Chandler claimed to be allergic to dogs, but mm. he really wasn't. Smelly dog. Um, <laughs> well, there is a funny line in it where right before Chandler's about to announce to the room that he doesn't like dogs, mm-hmm. Joey says, think about what you're about to do here. This is a island on which you cannot really recover from publicly. Right. And he does it anyway, because I'm familiar to I that. I think you should speak to that, because you came out swinging as, as pretty anti-dog a few years ago, and then you stepped it back to being anti-dog owner. Correct. And now I feel like you've stepped it back even more. <laughs> Now it's like you're anti certain types of dog owners. <laughs> Definitely. Eventually yeah. it's going to figure out who the one person is that you're actually anti. <laughs> it might not be a group of people. Yeah, I mean, I just don't know what's next. Like stores, <laughs> schools where we teach dogs how to become better dogs? 
That exists. That already exists. <laughs> That's Puppy part school. of one of my jokes. That's one of my bits. I'm sorry. Boom. That's one of my bits. Food for just dogs? <laughs> I think that's it. You nailed it. <laughs> I see where this is going. Yeah. This is good. No, it's good now. No. Uh, What's next? Just leashes that only dogs can use? <laughs> I like this. Bowls parks, for just Parks dogs? where just dogs are welcome to run around with other dogs? Dog-only parks? When will it stop? When will it stop? Um, <laughs> okay. So I have two others that we, I think we can cross off. So what are we I mean, do- if we're really going to only watch the ones that really... Like, we'll stick with you. Mm-hmm. So I think we could get rid of the one with Chandler in a box. I absolutely agree. That's one of my least favorite episodes. Wow, what season is this? Mm-hmm. This is uh, season four, episode eight. I mean, for me, that episode read like, okay, it was, it was Joey and Chandler having beef over fighting over the same woman. Mm-hmm. Like, where does that leave? That one where does that leave all the other characters? Not yeah. a lot of screen time. Yeah. And, you know, just in the spirit of Thanksgiving, it kind of, was counterintuitive to kind of play out that, you know, bitter rivalry for a woman mm. when the spirit of Thanksgiving should be all about love and coming together. And I, although it resolves itself yeah. at the end, it still felt like, you know, wasn't very Thanksgiving y. Does he end up in an actual box? He does. Literally, yeah. Literally. For a couple with, of hours. With only a finger hole. All right, so if we're crossing it. that off. Then it, you said you had one more to cross I off. I have one more, which could be debatable because it is season one. But it's the one called the one with the, where the underdog gets away. And they do all sit down for Thanksgiving dinner. Mm-hmm. So It checks that box. It checks that box. They all they do all end up together for Thanksgiving. I'm but, curious to see that one just to see where the whole Thanksgiving thing started. Well, see, our theory is that season three is what made them have to do a Thanksgiving episode so from then on. Because oh. everyone Spirit. that's still like... Probably most friends, friends fans. That's uh-huh. the favorite episode, favorite Thanksgiving episode. So we should start an episode, and this is going to be a little bit of a different format than usual because we're going to watch an episode, come back and talk about it. Watch another episode, come back and talk about it. So we'll have a bunch of little clips. Yeah, I'd like to. I'd like to maybe give us all ourselves, friends, some certain special things to to look for. Yes, and speak absolutely. On. Um, Maddie and I talked about this. You lived in New York, so I think you you would make an excellent New York fact checker. Yes. To mm. if anything oddly un New York happens mm-hmm. in these episodes, you speak up. I'll be the guy, and we want to. I want to hear. We want to hear about that stuff. Yeah, yep. such as a chef affording a huge ass. It must have been like a two thousand square foot apartment in where Chelsea. It was your grandma. Yeah, right. It's rent controlled. Fact right? check it. Fact check okay, it. Fact check, check it. The apartment is one of those things that you just have to have some cognitive dissonance. You have to suspend disbelief in order to watch Friends at all. Mm-hmm. You need to just know this is a television show, and so it has to look good, and they didn't want to shoot it in a shitty little apartment, so it's fine if it looks nice. I'm going to find other New York bullshit to call them on. <laughs> I'm, I can't wait. I'm going to be studying the 90s factor in every episode and calling the Perfect. quintessential 90s-ness. Mm-hmm. Um, if Hootie and the Blowfish gets mentioned, it's an automatic 10. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. the te- the technology. They did actually mention Hootie. In one episode, didn't they? <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but we need we need things for you guys to be studying for. Uh, fashion. I could do fashion. You know, like haircuts, hairstyles, clothing. How about you? What's your specialty, Chris? I mean, we have everything covered, don't we? Music. How about? Design, would you want to be able to come up he with the alternate too. title for these? <clears throat> all, we all know that they're called the one with, with blank. blank. Maybe you you can be your job to come up with a better a the better one title, with title for the episode. I think I can handle that task. Yeah, we're ready to go. 
And then perhaps we can all maybe figure out who's the most valuable friend per episode. Oh, per episode. Although although it sounds like we figured out that the best, that they're best when they're all equally distributed. So I don't know if that's going to be. Alex has been trying to come up with wedge issues. Things that we can disagree on episode mm. to episode. Like the fat suit. Yeah. Like the fat suit. I mean, look, I'm gonna be <laughs> everyone knows like they're they're not gonna be able to sneak their casual, sexist, racist, homophobic jokes past me in twenty seventeen. <laughs> so I'll be calling them out on that, which maybe we could turn into a wedge issue. I'll be giving a least valuable friend award to whoever makes the joke that you can't make in 2017. Mm. There's a lot of that. And there's a lot of it. There's a lot of it. And it's worth mentioning every single time it happens. Sure. Um, but yes, also figuring out <clears throat> most valuable friend. Who carries the episode? Okay. Who makes us laugh? Who makes us cry? Who makes us want to hush? And... <laughs> I can't... Are you trying to bring it back to the hush? Yeah. Oh. I see where this is going. So if we have an MVP of each episode, yeah. we sh- could probably come up with a Thanksgiving MVP. Well, I think ultimately we want to figure out which the best episode is. And so we're hoping that okay. by looking at each one of these parameters, we can figure out what the best Thanksgiving which is the most Friendsgiving. Hmm. Yeah. Should we go watch an episode? Let's do it. Should we start with season three? Let's do it. What is this episode called? The one with all the football. The one with all the football. We'll be back. Season three, episode nine, the one with football. The one with the football. This one aired in 1996. The year was 96. Okay, it was after Pulp Fiction. It was after Pulp Fiction. (laughs) Should we just go through my my 90s list? What do you got? Um, The 90s, 90s, things that popped up was the troll doll on the trophy. Yeah. Uh, We saw the uh, Let's Get Ready for a Y'all Ready for This? Jock Jams. During one of the montages, there's the Pulp Fiction Surf Rider theme. Uh, and then a reference to a show that I had never heard of called Ready, Set, Cook, mm. which <laughs> was on the Food <laughs> Network, but I did fact check that. Very 90s. I would say, I would say this is probably a strong, I, we got to see what, how the rest of it kicks, but this is probably a, like a seven or an eight on the 90s scale. Mm. Felt very, very 90s. Yes. Uh, as far as New York goes, uh, it's Thanksgiving. It's clearly 65 degrees outside. <laughs> They're all wearing baseball hats instead and of And lots of baggy sweat sh- sweatpants and sweatshirts, yeah. I, I noticed. Yeah. It's, it's, mm-hmm. The weather is very nice, and in the final scene, it starts to snow. It is nowhere near 32 degrees when it starts to snow. The other main New York factual inaccuracy is that they just find a field where they can just play football and don't get bothered at all by anybody. And then, Except for the Dutch girl. Yeah. She, yes. Exactly. Usually, like willing, like the right like, <laughs> people that they want to bother. Them. Yeah. Exactly. Nobody. They don't have to like fight for space. They even leave at one point and they go back inside for halftime and then they come out and still like nobody is using this this beautifully maintained field in somewhere in the middle of Central Park. Diamond in the rough. Yeah. It's a good <laughs> find. What do you got on fashion? Wait. Stay on the fashion. Oh. They were both wearing Giants gear. Who in, in New York, what is the New York Jets-Giants breakdown? Who are typically Jets and Giants fans? Um, I mean, in general, the Giants, you know, it's the the Jets are New Jersey, you know? Oh, okay. Like they, they are more aligned with New Jersey. Oh, okay. So, right. yeah, you see more Giants stuff than Jets stuff in New York. That checks out. Yeah, it checks out. <laughs> <laughs> Have a lot of fashion notes. Yeah. I feel like generally it was all classic styles 
for each character. Like stuff that has come back around? Yeah, so, like, Phoebe is obviously known to be, like, the bohemian one, so he, she has her, like, classic, bo- classic bohemian braided updo, even though she's oh, playing yeah. football. Ross has his classic gelled, like, comb over hair. They're all wearing super baggy sweatpants and sweatshirts. Yep. Rachel has her the Rachel hair this season. Chandler, before they play football, he's wearing the classic sweater vest. Yep. And the other thing on fashion slash hair dues is um, this is one of Monica's worst looks of all the seasons because Phoebe cuts her hair in a previous episode and tries to Phoebe thinks she's making her look like Dudley more, but Monica actually wants to look like Demi more. So there's a big um, confusion there, which is why she has such a bad haircut. That's a good explanation. That's good context. Uh Uh-huh. That's basically all I have. Chris, what do you got? So I think I was responsible for renaming the episode, yes. but I was like racking my brain over what made more sense. Mm. And I think, it, I mean, it's, it is what it is. It's just it's a show about football. Yeah. What about right? the one with the Geller cup? I mean, that's what I had written down. The one with the Geller cup. There it is. Sure. I mean, it, it really, I mean, it ties into the whole idea of like this whole episode is about Monica and Ross reliving their childhood competitiveness mm. over something that was like thrown mm. in a lake years ago and everyone else is playing a supporting character in this like feud over a trophy how would we say the balance was i thought it was for them being the two stars i thought it was still pretty pretty balanced yeah you know yeah they all had their their angles mm-hmm. they were all on screen for the whole episode yeah, and yeah everyone had a nice. bit of a funny bit here and there so mm-hmm. yeah this was a strong episode uh a couple things that i have to point out uh chandler when he's about to kick the football <laughs> pretends that it's his ex-girlfriend <laughs> yeah <laughs> and later monica calls the men harry back marries <laughs> so i don't support either of those jokes but it's good to it's good to point out although this was a, a overall a female empowering episode with the women Mm-hmm. Rightfully yeah. challenging the men. This was like a 1996 slant on women's empowerment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. But sure. you also have to think about how they're portraying Rachel as the typical woman who doesn't know how to play sports. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think that nowadays a lot of women will read into that as like, you know what? We can play sports just as well as men. Yeah. We really can. I do like that Monica is good at football. Like in the she's competitive, she's like able. They they do have like a female character who's like into sports. Mm-hmm. So I appreciated that. I don't know that that ever lives on in the rest of the uh, <laughs> right. series, yeah. but it definitely ties into Monica's Monica's character, who is notorious for being like competitive and like very, I don't know, strong willed and all of that, and also having like a constant rivalry with her brother. And you know, until until Ross, until the. The halftime score when they were down two scores. Yeah. I thought I could side and defend his. He was always kind of pointing out some of the unfairness with the, right. the circumstances for yeah. why he was losing. But I couldn't. I just couldn't get over the fact that he. They were down three touchdowns and he had no real reason. He said it was because she got to pick the teams. Right. Ross sucks. Right. I mean, maybe we'll talk about this as we go on. But like, mm. I I watch him and I'm like, fuck this guy. Like he's just. Oh, he's so like smarmy and like. Anyways, I I found myself rooting against him in this episode. Ross gets better. He gets okay, better. Yeah. Um, but he does come across as like the whiny sibling, though, right? He never gets yeah. his way, and like he tries to warm out of the reason why he's never winning anything with Monica. And um, it's all that hair gel. <laughs> yeah. Did you? Uh, th- this is about sibling rivalries. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, famously, my brother has been on the show before. 
And so <laughs> Danny and I had definitely a competitive streak and we definitely had childhood accidents. Alex was caught in the crossfire once when my brother threw a rock at my head and missed me and hit Alex in the in the head. Yeah. <laughs> no stitches, but blood. A lot of blood. A lot, a lot of blood. Of blood. Like the blood. most blood I, I had ever seen. Rocking. I probably could have gotten stitches. Yeah. If if second opinion. To. Second <laughs> opinion. Maybe there uh, a stitch. Do you have a been. scar? Somewhere, maybe under here. I've never seen it. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you have a top like Kara moment from? Like, did you guys ever injury? Oh, you had the bowling ball incident. That's the, probably oh. the most famous one. I don't know that she one. She dropped a, a <laughs> bowling ball on my on my toe. Wow. Yeah. Um, but the one I do always bring up, because I think people can relate to this, is whether this is fair or not. She was bigger than me for most of my life. Probably until, like, not most of my life. Until I was turned, like, 14 or 15. Mm-hmm. And there's a, a move where your arms, where she can pin you down. <laughs> you can get pinned, and you are literally pinned to the floor. You have no other move. And I wonder is is that can you is spitting in in the face a viable move or is that always too below the belt? Because I did spit in her face and it did oh. work. I did, get, but that was the only counter. I just want to know if that is fair or foul in the mind of an eleven-year-old kid. I think spitting is low blow. It is, but kids will do anything though, and they get a pass. I think, unless you knew better. It's worse than pulling hair. Oh, hair pulling is pretty bad though. I don't think it's spitting's pretty dirty. I think it's spitting's like it's like, dirty, but I feel like look, she could have pinned you down and spit on you. You both had the ability to spit, so the fact that but did she, she didn't utilize it means you know that's on her. Mm, interesting. <laughs> that's a different or, way of seeing it. <laughs> or the fact that she didn't means that it's below the belt. Mm. I don't know. It's a good question. Mm. Write us in, CTQ Podcast. Spitting, fair or foul. Clearing the queue at gmail.com. Let us know if someone, uh, if your sibling. Maybe in the 90s it was down, okay. And maybe now it's not. Like uh, any things. final thoughts on this one? Because we got, we got four to go. Let's talk about Mahat. There are more important girl sidekick women that appear throughout the season that you've forgotten about, but mm. I think because of the Thanksgiving traditions, Marha is going to be a part of our lives. <laughs> right. for the, if, as long as we hold this tradition up, yeah. Marha We're going to name more... our first daughter Maha. Let's <laughs> <laughs> just put it right there. <laughs> I would love that. <laughs> All right. We're I don't gonna... even know how to say it, but... Maha. Maha. All right, what do we have coming up next? So next we have um, season six. Yes, episode nine, the one where Ross got high. I have a photo. Yeah. Are you recording? Yeah. I have a photo of them in stitches, and you just have straight away. <laughs> <laughs> it was busted. <laughs> what was the moment? Do you know what the moment was? It was just during all the chaos. Like oh, yeah. it, There was a sort of like a mid-episode... Mid Thing where things were just going so quick yeah. and the laughter was contagious and yeah. they were they were crying. I, I was laughing a little like a lot. Yeah. I laughed um, a lot in this one. But this is a great photo of you just <laughs> not amused. <laughs> uh the nineties fact this was this one came out in ninety nine. Uh-huh. Um also I get mine out of the way quick because yeah. this was first of all a great, great episode. Yeah. This is probably gonna be a tough one to top, just based on the tears and all that stuff. Absolutely. Um PlayStation off the top. Mm. Guys playing a little PlayStation. Yep. And the C D tower, like zigzag <laughs> style purple C D tower. Nineties. Most nineties. Oh, yeah. Otherwise could stand on its own. This one will stand the test of time. Mm-hmm. That's all you got from the the nineties master. There was very little New York in this other than that the guys wanted to go to a party uptown. 
<laughs> what about dancers? I mean, they wanted to go to a party with dancers uptown. Are there a lot of da- there are dancers and models plentiful in New York City? Sure, sure are. Okay. okay. <laughs> on to you. How is the fashion? <laughs> also, not a lot to report on the fashion mm-hmm. end. I will say this is one of again one of Monica's notorious bad looks like her bright orange and green outfit mm. still drives me crazy to this day <laughs> it's very thanksgiving colored it's very thanksgiving colors but no one would ever wear that right just saying uh another thing i noticed that we've actually alex and i have talked about in many episodes is the fact that joey does not wear a belt with his jeans yeah i think it annoys alex but you lot. can tell because he tucks in his shirt yeah so but he doesn't wear the... a belt i just yeah. refuse to believe that that was ever in style i don't know mm. i it, Maybe that's the one common thread between Seinfeld and, yeah. and Friends. Other than they were on Thursdays. Tucked in shirts and no belt. Yeah. yeah. That's the look. Not a, um, other than that, men men's clothing was pretty generic, although they all had the spiky gelled hair look, like spiky, mm. which was a thing. Um, I think that was kind of all I had to really report. I had one other New York thing that I, that I forgot to mention, which is that Joey leaves his apartment unlocked. Anybody living in New York who would live in an apartment complex and leave their door unlocked, uh, not realistic. Probably not realistic, but happens almost every episode. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're constantly going yeah, to notice that. It's like yeah. doors are left open while in mid-conversation. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you shut the door yeah. first before yeah. you go into a you 20-dollar that. Oh, I got one more 90s thing, by the way. Yeah. Elle McPherson, a major part of, of, of this episode. Well, not a major part, but she was a big 90s supermodel. Mm. Very okay. 90s. Who's that? Elle McPherson. I don't know who that is. She was the Joey's hot... roommate. Oh, I see. The dancer. I didn't recognize her. Mm. Either Big from the show or from the I don't know how you would know Elle... You don't even recognize the name Elle McPherson? No. Cindy Crawford? Yes. Tyra Banks? Yep. Was she bigger? She was always a tier below, right? Yeah, but still like a household name at the time. Mm. Yeah. Not in our My house. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do you got for this one? Well, I think based off of what we saw in this episode, it was a lot around avoiding eating Rachel's dessert. So I'm going to call this the one with Rachel's dessert. Yeah, I think that's better than the one where Ross got Or the one with the English trifold. Yeah, sure. The 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 dessert. Yeah, Yeah, that's the the core of it. Uh, Uh, This one did have all the makings of the Thanksgiving spirit, right? Yeah, The dinner, the desserts. They each cover The family angst, Mm -hmm. the family stuff. Yeah, there's something kind of meta about, like, what makes a good Thanksgiving episode is, like, referencing other Thanksgivings. Like, talking about the past and family drama and tradition. Is part of what makes it feel Thanksgiving-y. History, yeah. Right? And definitely in the last two. I know for sh- a fact in one of the upcoming episodes, there is definitely reference to, like past trauma stuff. Brad, yeah. Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt. Oh, okay, yes. Oh, mm-hmm. yes, Brad Pitt. Mm-hmm. He's coming. Uh, all right, so here's what I got. Um, Rachel says, to me, he'll always be Jack Geller walks in while you're changing. So a reference to the fact that Monica's dad would, I think, intentionally like try man. to see uh, her friends without their clothes on. That wouldn't fly now. And then <laughs> <No>. also Chandler <laughs> being uh, sort of embarrassed slash, slash apologetic that his dad is headlining a gay burlesque show. He's a fucking headliner. Be proud of that. It's, it's 2017. Stuff, yeah. That's the top, yeah. top of the... Uh, and then also in this one, they do reference the the original story of the Indians and Pilgrims. I feel requisite to bring up Thanksgiving is based on a lie. Uh, the government is currently um, committing atrocities against Native Americans in the Dakota Access Pipeline. So Also, there was that one quick scene where Joey and Ross go into... Women are not objects. Yeah, they're not objects, but they made a joke on that. But they're basically saying they are. They are. Yeah. 
Not going to fly in 2017. No, definitely not. In general, we all really like this episode. This was fast-paced, a lot of jokes. Yeah. Everyone carried their weight. Everyone was funny in this episode. You know what? Here's the, here's, yeah. the, here's the pattern I noticed is that you would you would always see Phoebe. So so uh, we had Rachel with her through line, which is the cooking of the trifle. But mm-hmm. she would be carried back and forth between Phoebe, who had the Jack Geller yep. fantasy thing. So they would constantly kind of like switch and pair. Right. And it worked. And it was just ping-ponging. So like then you'd see Rachel <laughs> yeah. go into the hallway with Ross. Yeah. And then you'd have Ross go into the thing with, with Joey. And then you'd have uh, Mona. Like, so there was this ping-ponging of, yeah. of through lines that this was just the perfect nexus of. Great. All right. What's up next? So next is, as we were speaking of just a little bit ago, season eight, episode eight, the one with the rumor. The one with the rumor. The one with the rumor. The one. Guys, say everything you want to say about this episode because I'm coming hard. All right. The well, PC police are coming after this one. Ooh, oh, yeah. yeah. A couple of things. Uh, all right. I'll just go so, with. This is 2001. So I was a little out of odds with how to do 90s. You're no longer yeah. in the 90s. No, but I, there were, uh, uh, luckily, some topical 2001 mm. era things. Yeah, what do you got? The Subway Sandwich commercial, mm-hmm. which is mm. the Brad Pitt the Brad Pitt diet that he references. Famously, Jared has been taken down since then, but the, the Subway diet lives on. And then uh, Andreas looked at me with word jumbles, but I didn't verify that word jumbles were too early 2000s. No, I think that was more to reference the age of the... Oh, we'll get there, but the one oh, okay. in that. <laughs> oh, we'll get there. <laughs> so we're not. That's really all I had. Okay. Oh, I did want to say when um, Brad Pitt, who plays the high school friend, mm-hmm. comes in for dinner, he talks to Ross. They're re- reminiscing. He says, "What do you do for a living?" He's like, "Man, we were such nerds back then. You were we were so into dinosaurs." Yeah. And I I always thought that that Ross wasn't. He kind of just. Like he didn't love being a paleontologist because we were watching one of the other Thanksgiving ones, and he said, "Pick a major, pick a major." So he just picked he picked one. Mm, that was maybe a more of a an error in that episode because no, okay. all in all, that's on one of the Ross through and through is a nerd, and he is a di- dinosaur. Yeah. yeah, dinosaur nerd. And I'd like to clarify something I said earlier about fuck Ross. David Schwimmer is really charming, and I think that the reason that this show works and this character works is because you kind of root for him, and he plays the character as, like, a lovable underdog. Because just on paper, the things that that character does are vile, and, like, in the hands of a different actor, he just you would just be like, oh, this guy's gross. <laughs> but, like, he plays it so charming and hapless that he's fun to watch. So you're starting to turn. You're starting to turn. No, I, uh, I'm just clarifying. Uh, I'm saying, like, like he's enjoyable to watch. I'm not saying they're going, like, I hate this guy. He should be off the show. Mm. It's more like, in real life, that character mm. is, like, a predator. Sure. You know? Sure. But it's sure. interesting that you say that, because I actually made a comment earlier when we were discussing how, I think, just talking about Ross developing as a character over the years, I, like, could not stand him in the first couple of seasons. And, like, that charm kind of gets pulled out more mm. as you get past season five and into like the later seasons mm-hmm. he is like really charming and he's like funny to watch mm-hmm. yeah and you start to enjoy it like his his like quirky character a little bit like predator <laughs> <laughs> did you call him a predator i did call ross him a geller's a predator he's very manipulative he's very emotionally mm. manipulative of the women in his life mm. yeah Good observation. We saw this episode recently. We were in a hotel and we saw this episode where he's like dating one of his students mm-hmm. and she goes on spring break and he follows her oh, there. Right. Like, yeah. that's a fucking bad dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. in real life, people, women would hate him. But yeah. for some reason, on the show, okay. you don't hate him. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, Fashion-wise, I don't feel like there's much to report, although I felt like you can fact-check this. Yeah. But I feel like this is basically a preppy version of Brad Pitt in Fight Club. He looks exactly what like he looks it's like. that era. It's the same, like, year or something. That collar thing. Like, with what the, about the collar thing? blonde hair. The frosted tips. The frosted, frosted tips. tips was very that time period, yeah. definitely. Frosted tips. Uh, in 2001 was a yeah. little past the prime. Mm. I mean, I had frosted tips in 2000. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it was Can like definitely a trend. <laughs> yeah, and, like I think NSYNC when like they were kind of like, blown mm-hmm. up. It was like 2000, 2001. They were, Justin Timberlake. He Lance did it. Pass, frosted tips. My hair was always too long. It would have looked weird. <laughs> would have been, he was always going for the, the dipped paintbrush. The dirty paintbrush, which is oh, just the, the dirty paintbrush. The dirty paintbrush is just the ends of your long hair. Mm-hmm. Uh, another thing I noticed was uh, Phoebe, she was wearing like furry hair accessories in her pigtails, but also fur around the collar, which made me think like this is someone who appears to be someone, um, an advocate for animal rights, but she wears oh, a lot of fur, which eye. I thought was kind of like, hmm. It's paradoxical, yeah. Phoebe, yeah. Phoebe in general, this was sort of like she had she again making the most of the limited screen. She had a couple just one dimensional lanes she had to follow, mm-hmm. but she made the most of it. I, yeah, I wrote Phoebe MVP of the episode. Oh. One was her. She teams up with so her team up was with Chandler. Just take and, off your shirt. Yeah, and just with Brad Pitt. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Other than that, there's not much. Oh, Rachel was wearing a classic style of the early 2000s, which is the lingerie looking with like shirts with like the cami underneath. No women are here to support me on this. So you. I'm just going to lay it out there. ready to believe you. And Ross, believe it or not, didn't look like he had any gel in his hair, which he was looked hard like to believe. He missed his scheduled Hollywood, like haircut appointment <laughs> yeah, that week, and he said, fuck it, we'll just... I wrote down he looked very like disheveled, like very baggy disheveled. clothes, no, like his hair wasn't done, so maybe he showed up late to set that day or something. I don't know. And in terms of naming the episode, I mean, yeah. I think it should stay the way it is because it was pretty much around this rumor, and yeah. I couldn't really think of a better way to rename the episode. The one with Brad Pitt. I mean, it could be. But they the don't one with ever Brad put Pitt. names in the right. episode, so it has to be. But it was an episode that was based around the fact that at the time, Jennifer Aniston and Brad Pitt were a couple, so mm-hmm. they thought, wouldn't it be funny to put them in an episode where they're enemies and not lovers? That's the concept of the episode. Yep, yep. 100%. They were married. They were married. They were married. Time, yeah. They're they married. Were married. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're not anymore. Uh, all right. Should I do my thing? Because you know it's coming. Yeah. I found this episode very problematic. <laughs> I was even before all of all of the terrible things came up. I was feeling like this episode is not as funny as the last one. Uh, but then they really in the second half. This is basically a fat suit episode. There's no fat suit, but it's built around the idea that it's funny that somebody used to be fat and they're not anymore. At one point, um, Monica says when she's talking about Brad Pitt and David Schwimmer, she says, "Oh, so that's why you used to go up to the bedroom and lock the door." And she says, "I'm a little relieved because God forbid that they would be a gay couple." Um, the rumor that we mentioned is that Rachel is a hermaphrodite, which is so gross and funny. We build a whole episode around it. Mm-hmm. Then there's a little throwaway line where they go, oh, Billy Trad is gay now, as if he wasn't gay at the time, but now he is. Ross and Miss Altman. Ross, when he was 16, hooked up with a 50-year-old librarian. Sexual predator. Yeah, I mean, that's statutory rape, so that's a fun thing to joke about. They also have a little fun <laughs> with their Thai exchange student's name. Brad Pitt like does a little sing-songy thing when yeah. he says his name. 
and they make fun of the fact that the librarian walked with a cane. So to me, Ageist. but only when this it's, episode is uh, dead to me. Damn. And also the se- also the sexual um, objectification of Brad Pitt just being like a sex toy. I, I had that in the plus column. You know. <laughs> <laughs> the first, thing I, wrote, the first thing I wrote was women objectifying men, and I drew a smiley face. Oh yeah, because I figure I don't know, just tip the scales a little. But you're right. Yeah, take your shirt off. <laughs> just tell us and take your shirt off. <laughs> I'll never look at this episode the same way again. And yeah. although, although now we get to kind of see the roots for. Ross Geller, the character's predatory nature was started because he was predat. He was. Oh, he look was at that. created by yeah. a very sweet relationship that was this. Mrs. Who seems Alt- like a sweet old lady, but really she's mm. like going after and her so, students. And so he's into the brainy. He thinks that be- by being brainy and dedicating yourself to the sciences, yeah, it exonerates you from sleeping with students. I mean. I mean, it's, look at that. Yeah. Way to unravel. Right. Friends, where, did you guys ever think you were getting into this? No. This is some <laughs> real deep shit. Uh, all right. So that was episode 8.9, The Rumor, what which we're now calling the one with Brad Pitt. <laughs> Makes sense. The What's one, our next episode? The one with the... Uh... The, prop, the one with all the... <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, now we go on to season nine, episode eight, the one with Rachel's other sister. Ooh. I didn't even know she had one. <laughs> Just two, actually. Just two, two sisters. Here we go. This Let's go one. find them. The one with Rachel's other sister. Christina Applegate plays Rachel's other sister. Yes. And plays Rachel on steroids so much that you totally lose all normal Rachelness. Like, yeah. Standard Rachelness is engulfed by shitty Rachelness, mm. if that makes any sense. Yes. But going back to season one, she <laughs> she plays like season one Rachel though, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Okay, well, but even then, I guess we, I'd like to see the two sides. She plays side. like an SNL Rachel, mm-hmm. right? Very super sense, super self sent, like to yeah. the to the nth degree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, concerned with her looks. Anyway, I just, that's like what stood out to me on the. But most people will also agree that Rachel has become more real and down earth over the ten seasons. And there was no nineties, two thousands, anything. And there was not really anything New York other than the the parade theme was that Joey was supposed to be in the, the opening parade, mm-hmm. and then he missed it because he forgot. Uh, Stupid. Stupid long well, what did you do yeah. when you were in New York during the Macy's Day Parade? You were always at back went, in Boston? I went to it a couple times. Um, <laughs> Uncle Steve used to uh, bring two ladders and like a big like board plank that when we were little, we would all sit. So it would be like, bring your own bleachers, which was kind of an awesome view. Wow. Cool. But then once I got older, that was all when we lived in Boston. When, once I lived in New York, I would never, <laughs> I would never go anywhere near the parade. <laughs> Stay away. There wasn't much like fashion wise that I really noticed was that everyone they probably did this on purpose, but all of the friends were dressed somewhat casually, but then Rachel's sister was in like hoity toity like black fancy dress with like oh. black knee high boots, which probably just added to the contrast that she was a little more like stuck up and snooty and the others were like kind of more casual. I mean, it's like two thousands, right? Yeah, it's, it's not that it's much different than now. So this is this is now we're what we're six years later than the first episode we watched. This is episode two hundred and two, and it's funny how it, watching season three it really felt dated, mm-hmm. 
And now it just doesn't.、Mm-mm. And this is still like 15 years ago. So it's funny that it, it makes such a difference. Yeah, Rachel kind of had a,、um, like an ombre haircut, hairstyle. What is that? What did you say? Currently. I, <laughs> <laughs> I think I know what that is.、Uh, my hair is up right now, so you can't tell, but it is where your roots are darker than the ends of your hair. Kind of like the inverted dirty paintbrush. <laughs>、mm, okay,、um, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Almost, it's like、yeah. the extreme, pretty much dirty paintbrush. Anyways, Rachel the- had that hair color, which、uh, I currently have a little、uh-huh. bit. So it's very current. I'm finding that my MVP once again was Phoebe, and I'd like、comic、to、relief. introduce the new. Yeah, she's yeah, comic relief. She、so、breaks awkward silence with good one-liners. Good little pithy, yeah. It's good. Yeah, she's got good one-liners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, so I'm calling her MVP. M Phoebe, can you spell <laughs>、right, buffet? Do you want to? Do you want to make an attempt to spell buffet? Phoebe buffet. Phoebe buffet. I would just guess that it's spelled like the word buffet. B u f f e t. Maybe another t at the end. No. Incorrect. I don't know. It's b u f f a y. Yeah, the fun way. Oh, the funner way. Oh, all right, that is fun. The <laughs> <laughs> fair way. What is this? The what is this episode going to be called? So I was gonna get everyone's feedback on that because I was thinking about like God, like what was this episode really about? Yeah, and it's like really if you distill it down to what it is, it's them fighting over who gets to get parental control over a child.、Mm. So how do you how do you like really rephrase <laughs>、yeah. this episode? Yeah, what is it called though? In the、uh... it's called the one with Rachel's other sister. Yeah, but you know what? It wasn't really even about Rachel's other Mm-mm. sister. Mm-mm. You know,、Mm-mm. was the spirit of Thanksgiving in effect? I don't think so. Well, it had old baggage and family drama,、mm-hmm. which is something that we've seen. Family feuds. Yeah. Yeah. So in that sense, it was very Thanksgiving. They、it、did was... mention again Monica being fat in the past. Yep. I didn't. As far as the PC police go, I didn't have any qualms with this,、mm. which is nice. And maybe that is also partly that it's six years later and we're、mm-hmm. in the new millennium. I w- I did write、the、down that of all the ones that we've watched in the past, this、yeah. one felt like even though that was like silly, silly arguments, they were more like. Real life, like adult situations. Yeah, they're all in their thirties, not twenties, at this point. <laughs> yeah,、right? so, so they're, they're dealing with like more ish- real life, issues. real issues. So, which felt like the fact that they're fighting over, even though they're fighting over like taking over a child, the fact that they're having to actually think about that and deal with that、mm. is、yeah. like adult problems. Before it was like. Who's、a got rumor the from、trophy. high school, or、yeah. know, Joey's、so. having to lie his way out of work, though. Yeah, he's he's, he's still the most stuck in. He, he's as he always matured. Yeah, will be agreed. So the one with the the guardianship of the child, <laughs> the one with Emma's guardianship. <laughs> But they never say a person's name, so it's like the one with the the one with all the fake fake deaths. <laughs> This is the tough one. The, the like, one where who gets the、tough. baby? That's fine. That works for me. Mm-hmm. See, they、that. clearly had a hard time naming it too. So that's why、yeah. they said the one with Rachel's other sister. And to be honest, like you can just remember it that way,、mm-hmm. right? Because you、mm-hmm. all know. I didn't, but you guys all know. Like, oh, Reese、yeah. Witherspoon is the sister, so this is the one that Christina Applegate is in, and she was great. Yeah,、mm. she was great. She was a huge part of it. All right, guys, we got one more to go. One, one more. more. This is、one、the final、more. season. Season ten. There will be crying. There will be lots of adult. If there if there were thirty here, they're going to be thirty. There'll be more、warm. adultness.、Probably. This is the episode that we would would have cut next, right? If we had to choose another one to cut, that's a good lead in. Yeah. <laughs>、uh, what's this one called?、Uh, this oh, this one is called the one with the late Thanksgiving. 
Late Thanksgiving. Late Thanksgiving. A very satisfying final Thanksgiving episode. Mm. Totally. Totally. What's funny is we thought that their adventures would be getting more adult, but they just seem to be getting zanier, and I couldn't be happier. Yeah. Uh, you want to start with your 90s uh, roundup? <laughs> At this point, we're like mid-2000s. This is 2003. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. The only two 90s-ish dated references were Dr. Phil. Uh-huh. And the firm, the book, the firm, uh, by Michael Crichton. By my no, by John Grisham. John Grisham, oh, that's right. great. Even more, yeah. even more. Great. I'll I'll do New York. Uh, they go to a Rangers game. Alex said, "Check this," and I did check it because because the plot point was that they couldn't make it back in time. Yes. from wherever they were going. Yes, but we don't so, know exactly where they live in New York either. So. I, th- I think Alex's question was going to be, are there hockey games on Thanksgiving? I thought that's what you were asking. One was also, how long does it take to get... Oh, I see. From- oh, yeah. If, I mean, they're in, what, West Central Park? And they're going to... <laughs> I don't know. They're going to Madison Square Garden. It's not far. Yeah, yeah, that's totally doable. How long would it take? Where's their apartment? Like we, That's the thing. We don't side? really know where their apartment's I mean, at. I assume it's the farthest it could, theoretically. Be. Let's just say that they're in Chelsea. They're in Chelsea. Let's I mean, then they're, they're close. They're they're a mile, two miles from Massachusetts. So, what's Garden. the latest you could make it? I guess it depends. It what lines time up the game perfectly. Is. Lines up perfectly. Okay. I would say it would normally you'd guess it would be like a twenty to thirty minute commute, and maybe after a game it's longer, so maybe it takes them an hour to get back. So, what's a one o'clock game? So it's over at four. They're there at five. Yeah, it lines up perfectly. It checks. Okay. Right. What I thought you were asking me was, do they play hockey games on Thanksgiving? I'm sure they do. Well, this year they don't, but in 2002 <laughs> they did, and the Rangers actually played on Thanksgiving. Oh, so interesting. That works out. The other, <laughs> the, other, um, the other New York thing was uh, their excuse of that they got mugged. That's a very New York type excuse. <laughs> Dude, and they also talked about and then um, his pocket got stolen. the parade. They mentioned the parade once again, mm, so we've uh-huh. got that theme. That's what, that's what I got for New York. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Not much to report on the fashion notes, because um, again, we're kind of current still in 2003. I would like to point out how kind of awkward Emma's JonBenet Ramsey outfit was. <laughs> A little like unsettling, actually, how much she looked like JonBenet Ramsey. No. No. She's wearing a cowboy outfit. <laughs> yeah, but it was a little creepy. Um, she was uh, otherwise not. I mean, outfits, everything was pretty normal. What is this episode called? Uh, the one where everyone's late. It's the yeah. one with the late Thanksgiving. The late to Thanksgiving. Be ex- the late Thanksgiving, to be exact, which is true. Yeah, you know, and it's straight to the point, and that's exactly how I remember this episode. And I was thinking, like, what else late. could we name this? I was thinking the one with the floating heads, which is a funny Well, note. I couldn't believe... I mean, that scene was so good, where the four of them have their heads stuck in the doorway. Yeah. I couldn't believe that that hadn't happened until season 10, because mm. it feels iconic. It's one of the funniest scenes. It's such great physical comedy. <laughs> and it's crazy to think that they didn't do that, like, in season three or four. It's like, yeah, it's vintage, like, they're all in their prime. Once they all got together in the hallway, the show, like, was in its groove and we were just, like, laughing. It was, like, it was, again, it was that bonkers, arrested development, Mm -hmm. like, uh, where it's just back and forth. Things are going, people are playing off each other. Yeah. And that's the best. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that this was the best Thanksgiving episode, but it might have been the most balanced Mm -hmm. between heartfelt and funny. Mm. Some of them leaned a little bit too much in one direction or the other, but mm. this one was very heartfelt. And then because of the door scene, it had the peak of comedy as well. 
Yeah, and I think the great takeaway for this episode is leading up right to the very end, it was just like, God, this childish bickering over you being late. But then at the very end, it's like none of that matters. What matters is, you know, like more important things really happen. And those are the things to focus on. And, you know, ultimately them getting that call from the adoption agency just superseded everything that happened before, which is kind of like what you were hoping for. There was a line that Rachel had that felt like a joke, but I think it was actually really poignant. Mm. When they were in the hallway and they were like trying to break open the door and they said, I don't think they want us in there. And Rachel said, it's Thanksgiving. We should not want to be together together. (laughs) And I was like, that's what these episodes are. Yeah. Truly. Yeah. 100%. Quick PC police check in. I had no problems with this episode. We've now watched five episodes in a row of a TV show without seeing a single person of color which I think is worth noting. Mm. But this episode did not have anything that offended my 2017 sensibilities, so Mm -hmm. they've made progress since the the one with the rumor. Since the beginning. Oh, and I wanted to mention, because I mentioned this off-pod, which was that none of the episodes, except for this one, have a scene in the coffee shop. This one has a a Mm. very brief scene in the coffee Mm -hmm. shop, but before that, nothing Central Park related Mm -hmm. for the entire Thanksgiving and until you mentioned it, I didn't even catch that. And every episode mm. has the central perk as like a focal point, like a mm-hmm. backdrop. It's where like 90% of the episodes start. Yeah. You know, it's That's like, true. it's funny not to even start there. Mm-hmm. Do um, we want to, do we want to weigh in on some final rankings? Yeah. I don't, we didn't really come up with parameters under which to, to rate these, but I think I could rank them. Are we ranking the ones we watched? Are we ranking... Uh, yeah. I, I'm not going to be able to rank the other ones. Okay. I'm not going to do a ranking. I'm just going to do, like, the favorite out of all six and the least favorite. Because it's all in the middle. They're kind of, like, interchangeable. Yeah. Sure. They're all mushy in the middle. Yeah. yeah. It's like, you want- like a clear favorite and a clear loser in this one. Great. Do what, Why don't you start us off? For me, personally, it was season six, episode nine, uh, Ross Got High. What's your favorite? I think so. That was my favorite, too. Yeah, that was one with the, the most tears. That's when I took the photo, the famous now photo of you <laughs> yeah. guys laughing in Maddie's stone face. <laughs> yeah. I did laugh a lot, but <laughs> I guess not at that joke. It's funny. I think that is clearly the one where we all laughed the most. And it was purely because it went really quick and was constant like laughter and um, it was, it was- entertainment. Although I know I've said that I always go back to the one with Rachel's other sister as being one of my favorites. So that one comes in a close second, I'll say. Because there's something about the episode I always love and just their stories and how they kind of intertwine really well. Mm. And even though there's maybe not as much like goofy like storylines that yeah. maybe would never happen in real life. Uh, I don't know. There's something about it I always like gravitate towards. It's more heartfelt. Yeah, maybe. I think Rachel's sister was probably my least favorite. Oh, uh, she was so effing annoying. She was, yeah. Uh, and I just don't think it got the Thanksgiving spirit enough. Mm. I remember it was the most adult one we right. talked about. Yeah. Um, where Ross and Rachel are sort of like playing very straight down the middle. Yeah. Um, for me, number two is the football the, the football fight episode, which is mm-hmm. uh, with Marha. 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 Um, I just, Marha Popkin. I, I thought it, well, it also had the most 90s-ness to it. It had the let's yeah. get ready to rumble. So <laughs> you're so you're in agreement that episode, that season six was the top one? 100%. Okay. Yeah, that we watched. So that's yeah. unanimous. Clear winner. Yeah. yeah, I'm kind of with you about season three, although I kind of think the one we just watched might have been my second favorite. That was, I had that number three, so and I was then, close. Yeah. 
And then for me, I mean, just obviously the Brad Pitt when I have all the way at the bottom. That's easy for me. And I like Brad Pitt. There's nothing against him, but a lot of problems with that. Did anyone else have a different least favorite episode? I would say, yeah, either the one with a rumor, which is Brad Pitt, or I don't know, something about the one with the football doesn't get me. I don't know what it is, but... Maybe it's the football. It might be the football. It might be just how... I feel like early on, like their characters just don't gel as well together as they do mm. in the end. So that might be part totally. of it too. Like they have s- much better chemistry in the end. Yeah. Any final thoughts? Friendsgiving? Mm. Sad it's over. I came in here very intent on picking a most valuable player. And oh, I came yeah. away thinking that you can't. The best episodes are the ones where they're all just sharing the stage equally. So yeah. I don't even yeah. feel Agreed. like entertaining a. MVP, yeah. the most valuable friends giver. On my first watch through in college of all, they play their episode, roles. They have roles. Yeah, I used to just be all about Joey because I'm just in it for the laughs. And revisiting it now, Phoebe was great. Monica was great. The show is at its best when they're all carrying their weight for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're all capable of being funny. It's yeah. not as simple as like you have the serious ones and the funny ones. I think the biggest laugh in this last one was when Rachel did the Y E S S. Like that was like <laughs> that was just really funny. She's yeah. mm-hmm. good delivery. Yeah. So we have no MVF. We have no LVF. There's no need. No need for that. They're, they all pull their weight. The That's... real question is, what's the good news? What are we one step closer to doing? <laughs> Clearing Maddie's queue of friends. Kind of friends. Yeah. We're one step closer to getting Maddie to like friends even more. Maybe, <laughs> Maybe we are. Because I think I've already gotten I've, I've already gotten Alex, I think, yeah. to really like friends. Yeah. And can I just say, I know you're on the fence about Ross, <laughs> but Alex loves Ross. He really does. Like, Ross is his favorite character, I'm pretty sure. Well, back me up here, please. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Like, he's... I, the subtleties are really funny. You definitely didn't like it when I called him a predator. No. 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 And I, I agree. Like, explaining with that. I agree with, like, Chris saying, like, Ross in the beginning was super annoying, but you start to really enjoy his, like, weird, nerdy quirks and stuff towards the end, so. It's his mannerisms that are just yeah, so historical. Really funny. Um, so, I think we're one step closer to getting Maddie to really love friends. That's what I'll say. I'm not going to beat that. Because you're there for me, too. That was Clearing the Queue. If you have heard anything you like or know that we were just dead wrong about, you can email us at uh, clearingthequeue at gmail.com. Q is spelled Q-U-E-U-E. That's a tough one. And if your thoughts are funny, we'll read it on air. Follow us on Twitter at CTQ Podcast, Instagram at Clearing the Queue, Facebook.com slash Clearing the Queue. Subscribe on iTunes? Yeah, subscribe on iTunes. <laughs> I don't know how you do that. <laughs>